1: Let's get to some news here. Uh, Of course, everyone's still talking about this North Korea situation. Uh, Last night, Kim Jong-un actually threatened uh, the U.S. territory of Guam. When you hear
0: that, Trump said, Oh, my God, do I have any golf courses there? Yeah, yeah. so the little fathead said we're going to put some missiles 18 miles off the shore of Guam here in a couple of weeks. Not mount them, but hurl them at. Yeah, Yeah. shoot it over Japan, into the water. And Do we have the ability to tell whether or not they're going to hit Guam
1: or fall short of Guam? How do we react to that? Well, before we get into that, I am torn by opposing impulses here. Number one, Ian Bremmer is on hold, and we're about to speak with him. uh, A man uh, for which we have great respect... Uh, and affection. And he's a very dignified man, a smart man. And uh, so that's one thing. On the other hand, Taylor Swift has taken the stand, and her testimony is hilarious and compelling.
0: In her ass-grabbing trial?
1: Yes. So, first, Ian Bremmer, author, commentator, and president of the Eurasia Group, and then the Taylor Swift ass-grabbing trial. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Bremiff, there's another radio show on Earth that does what we do in <laughs> the way we do it, we suggest you listen to it. Ian, how are you? I'm great. I don't
2: see why we can't pull those two topics together. Exactly. Well,
1: neither do we. We've made a career of it. So, listen, uh, one thing we really value about talking to you and listening to you is that you are not part of the crazed cable news need to sensationalize everything. Um, So when you say, yeah, this is pretty worrisome, we believe it's pretty worrisome. How concerned are you about the current uh, state of affairs between North Korea and the U.S.?
2: Oh, we're all going (laughs) to (laughs) die. Well, then, maybe we should get to the Taylor Swift thing immediately, then. Yeah. Yeah, look, I I think there's two ways of thinking about this. The first is that the situation has gotten much more serious, uh, both because both Kim Jong-un is more unstable, more prone to be reckless than his father was, Trump clearly much more than any president we've dealt with, and the North Koreans have greater capabilities, not just in terms of their abilities to hit us with missiles, and uh the movement towards nuclearization of a larger nuclear force but also their cyber capabilities which they are using to steal money and to attack countries around the world including us and china Uh, but you know people aren't The the cable news is not talking about the fact that rex tillerson said over the last couple days that the u.s would be willing to engage in direct talks with the north koreans if they stopped their missile testing which frankly is a much bigger um opening for a negotiated settlement than we would have seen under Obama or Bush. So I think there's a greater likelihood that this ends in blows, which is obviously horrifying for the South Korean people in particular. But there's also a bigger chance that we have an Iran-type deal, and none of that's going to happen, of course, until we get through a few more rounds of uh, our hair standing on it.
0: So this administration has gone far farther both in terms of bluster and and, and, and you know uh, fear of actual strike and diplomacy, both.
2: That's right. I mean, the uh, agreement that people haven't talked about for the last two days, but Trump did tweet about it. uh, You saw the United Nations Security Council, all 15 countries uh, voting together um, to expand sanctions against North Korea well beyond anything we've seen before. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be implemented effectively, that the Chinese will fully execute on it. But still, I think you have to give Trump credit. This is the biggest Trump win in foreign policy since he's become president. That's a diplomatic effort, a multilateral effort at the United Nations, which was facilitated in part by Trump being seen by the Chinese as being willing to go a lot harder, a lot further on North Korea in punishing the Chinese than other presidents, most specifically Obama, were. So I think we have to talk about both of these things
1: here. Ian Bremer is online. And for folks listening who don't understand what the Eurasia Group does and what uh, Mr. Bremer does, you advise clients on on political risk and opportunity and, and, and in short, what they ought to know. It's a, is that a fair summary?
2: Yeah, all over the world, the people that want to understand how politics are really going to affect them as opposed to what you see on CNN or Fox.
1: Right, okay. And so, in that context, what do you tell your, uh, particularly your, your non American clients, About Trump and the way he talks and his bluster and the rest of it. Do you get calls saying, sweet mother of God, did you hear what the president said? What do you say to them?
2: I get all sorts of calls. I mean, you get calls saying, hey, um, you know, I'm a Japanese CEO, and should all of our executives stay at Trump Hotels going forward? Would that help us in terms of access to the president? Will it make a difference? You know, you have uh, companies want to know if they give licenses to Ivanka or they help out, you know, sort of Jared's company in real estate. Is that going to improve things? That's, that's the kind of thing you historically ask about the Russians with the Saudis not the united states so there is the corruption uh angle the conflict of interest angle there's definitely the issue of is trump such a loose cannon that you're going to see big opportunities for china in developing their own trade agreements um their own international architecture remember trump's first big move when he became president wasn't about north korea it was uh getting rid of the trans-pacific partnership which unnerved american allies in the region and made most of them feel like china was the game in town so there's enormous amounts of difference in the way trump projects power internationally to the way that other presidents have heretofore and of course there are also a lot of other countries out there that are trying to get a lot more done in their own backyards frequently uh, in opposition to some of the things that the united states and american corporations would want so this is a very important time for these sorts of topics
0: What do the smart people tell you about the 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 doability of us launching some sort of military attack? I mean, I'm glad they f- the you know, the North Koreans or Chinese think that we might that Trump might do it. But is it realistic that we would we would a decapitation, a regime change, an invasion of something like that? Is that even realistic?
2: A decapitation strike, uh, I would say no, because the potential that the North Koreans, uh, the defense uh, military would respond by destroying South Korea would be impossible to stop or to contain. Um, The possibility of uh, a first strike by the United States to uh, hit known uh, ICBM and nuclear development sites, but not decapitate the regime, would be incredibly dangerous, but you'd be sending a message saying, look, we just hit you, and if you drew anything back, you're done as a regime. I mean, the Israelis hit the Syrians, for example, Assad, regularly, even though the Russians and others have said there'd be hell to pay, because everybody knows that if there is hell to pay against Israel, Israel has 100 nukes, that's it for Syria. So I do think that because America has so much greater military force and the ability to project it into North Korea than the North Koreans have, you can think about risk-taking right up to a first strike. But let's be clear, because the Americans have no intelligence in how decision-making in North Korea is made, because this could lead to um, internal coup against Kim Jong-un himself, where he and his family would think that their own lives would be in danger, they could easily take steps that would, be, would cause unacceptable damage to American allies in the region, including, of course, 30,000 American troops, over 200,000 Americans living in South Korea that we're not about to pull out because of the message that would send to the South Koreans. So yeah. it's thinkable, but the types of people that you have right now, like Secretary Mattis, Secretary of Defense, I think as long as they're in power, they would be strongly recommending against any steps like that.
1: Sounds like you've got a fairly positive view, at least, of the national security team.
2: Um, you know, I think that Mattis is an adult. Uh, I think that the generals and Tillerson that right now are running things, if you grade them on a curve, and you really need to because the president will undermine them, doesn't necessarily you know, listen to their expertise, I think you'd say they're doing from a moderate job to a quite good job. But, you know, my, my level of confidence that those individuals are going to still be in their positions in another year's time is not high at all. And you know whether Trump decides in a in a peak uh, of of annoyance that he's going to get rid of them, or whether one or more say we've just had it, and then I think we have much greater risk around these issues.
1: Ian Bremmer is online, author and president of the Eurasia Group. Can we just go back to the decapitation idea briefly? Uh, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I don't do that for a living, like you. I'm a hobbyist, but I'm thinking. Figure out where old fat head is. Wipe out a square mile, so you know he's just smoldering, immediately sue for peace. Tell the generals, no problem, we're not invading, we're not going to kill you, there's not going to be another bullet fired, uh, let's let's get you a ton of aid, uh, free college educations for your people, whatever. Is that just a nutty fantasy?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I think you should do that personally, perhaps, um, <laughs> but I mean, from a from a broader perspective, no. And the reason for that is because you don't understand what the command and control looks like of nuclear forces, strategic forces, if you suddenly had, even if you were successful in having a decapitating uh, strike. And the likelihood is the Americans would be so if we had that kind of intelligence. you know. But, but the fact is that your ability to say, okay, we now know where North Korea's 10 to 20 nuclear warheads are. We know that they are safe and secure, and in the hands of some generals that we can now talk to, you have, you have confidence around none of that. You might have just created the biggest proliferation problem in the hands of people you really don't want to have, that sort of nuclear capability that the world's ever seen, and that's directly on your watch. I, I think most people would say that would be those would be unacceptable risks.
1: I think we'll be greeted as liberators.
0: <laughs> uh, we're we're all right now on the air in all the cities most under the umbrella of North Korea, if you believe that. L.A., San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, Portland. Um, uh, should should people in these towns be worried?
2: No, no. I mean, so you're I, like I, Tillerson. I sleep. Think... You
0: you agree with Tillerson? Sleep well tonight. You'll be fine.
2: Uh, I, well, sleep well. I mean, existentially, um, do you sleep well? If you think that South Korea and your relatives that may be serving or students there or whatnot that they are a threat, um, I don't know if you. If, I, I'm not comfortable saying. Don't worry about North Korea, but I think the likelihood that the North Koreans would engage in a meaningful strike against the American homeland—and by that I'm including, you know, even uh, Guam, where you know you'd have American casualties—that'd be massive Now, for mind what Kim Jong Un said: is the North Koreans said, "Yeah, we're going to hit Guam," and then we say, "Oh, well, we're going we're to launch a couple of missiles twenty miles away, which is international waters, by the way." That's, the North Koreans are full of a lot of crap. Right. I mean, you know, sort of even even more so than, than President Trump. And that that is a high ball. Uh, so I, I wouldn't worry about this very much.
0: Hey, uh, one more quick thing and a different topic. So last week, The Washington Post uh, uh, releases the transcripts of those phone calls, complete transcripts of Trump with leader of Australia, Trump with the leader of Mexico. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. uh, the, the Trump haters in our audience love that because they like anything that undermines Trump. But y- we can't have a president in the United States. United States you can't. What are foreign leaders thinking right now if they're going to try to call the president and know the whole phone call will be released?
2: Well, I mean, uh, keep in mind that uh, some of that phone call uh, that we had with Australia had been leaked by the Australians beforehand. Uh, There was a conversation, I believe. Uh, that the president had with a South American head of state that was leaked before by their own... Oh, no, it was with Duquerte in the Philippines. And the Philippine president's office actually leaked the content. It's precisely because these conversations are so unusual, unprecedented, and for many American allies, unnerving that they're saying, what do we do about this? It makes it much more likely it's going to get leaked, by both by their own people as well as by the Americans. I'll tell you that in both of those conversations, I read the transcripts, there was, I mean, yes, the individual words perhaps are titillating, but there was nothing new that we hadn't already heard, either from Trump himself publicly or from the, from the reports on those calls that were given to the newspapers by spokesmen from both I mean, you know, Trump said it was fake news that, you know, it was that actually the conversation he had with the Australian PM was great. We all knew that was a lie. It wasn't a great conversation. He hung up on him after 20 minutes and he said it was a disastrous conversation. So, you know, like, like, you remember when we had WikiLeaks originally and it was all of these State Department memos and it turned out that, hey, our State Department's pretty good. Hey, our ambassadors actually know what they're talking about. It turns out that most of the coverage on this stuff was reasonable.
1: Interesting. Sounds like you're pro-treason to me, Ian Bremmer, <laughs> author and president of the Eurasia Some, Group. The dirty job, my friend. Do it. <laughs> hey, it is always enlightening and always a pleasure. Uh, thanks very much. Good talk to you guys. Yeah. Likewise. We thanks. have
0: to get to the testimony of one skinny, shake it off, shake it off, Taylor Swift coming up in just a moment. Quote,
1: I felt him grab onto my bare ass cheek. Bare? I hate to use such frank language with you people, but... How do you get a hold of her bear That is That is America's justice system, the envy of the world. That's actual testimony. I've got questions
0: already. She took the stand. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, this adds to the crime, the alleged crime. In 2013, how old was Taylor Swift and how old was this DJ who's being accused of grabbing her ass?
1: Old enough to know better.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't do it even if you're both 30. But I'm thinking she's like mid-20s in 2013. Do we know how Taylor Swift is? Yeah, she was 23. She was 23 and he's like 40. So, I mean, that adds to the creepiness factor, doesn't the it? The
1: curvo factor. You're a 40-year-old. Allegedly.
0: I mean, Joe's about to tell us what she says happened, but you're a 40-year-old putting your hand on the bare ass of a 23-year-old. No. That is really not cool. And again, before Joe gets into testimony, we know somebody who worked with this dude who says he's absolutely the kind of guy who does
1: this. That's not permissible in the court of Joe Getty, I'm afraid. It's hearsay. So, listen, Jack has already uh, delighted you with some unnecessarily frank language, and I'd like to apologize. This gets a little saucy.
0: Plus, if I sound like I'm on one side of this, I've worked with a lot of DJs. (laughs) I was a DJ. I've worked with a lot of DJs. Does this sound like the sort of thing a DJ wouldn't do? No. (laughs) It sounds exactly like the sort of thing a DJ would do.
1: It was a definite grab, a very long grab. Swift said in federal court in Denver. I felt him grab... Lips, pursed, very red, I'm guessing. Bright red lipstick, yes. Short skirt, tussled hair, looking fabulous. Bouncing her step. It was a definite grab, a very long grab. I felt him grab onto my bare-ass cheek.
0: Okay, that's where i got to stop. No, you
1: don't have to stop me. The singer (laughs) testified she attempted to move away from Mueller, but he would, quote, not let go. He stayed latched onto my bare ass cheek as I lurched away from him quite quickly, she told the courtroom. He's Go ahead. Did we just learn that Taylor Swift goes sans underwear? Oh, she was wearing a thong, I'll bet. She had a skirt on, and she was wearing a thong, and he stuck his hand. It's
0: a little saucy. That's,
1: That's very common. It's, uh, and, and thank goodness, Um he stuck his hand I date. up her skirt and, and grabbed onto her hiney. The 27-year-old said the alleged incident, quote, was a very shocking thing that had never happened to me before. After this happened, it was like a light switched off in my personality when it was over. I said, thank you for coming. She didn't stop the meet and greet after Mueller left because she didn't want to disappoint a few dozen people who had been waiting in line. Um, this was something I did not want known.
0: He actually had a handful of Taylor Swift's hind end. That's right. And hung on. Bar. And how did the, hey moron, how did you think this was going to play out? She, because she can't get anybody else and nobody ever hits on her or, or asks her out or anything. She has no man in her life. She's so lonely. She's going to say, wow, so you're interested in me? A superstar
1: who happens to be hot? Let's go jump into bed together. <laughs> how did you think this was going to Gonna turn no. out you freaking moron. He was gonna get a handful of her heiny and then tell the story to everybody new and probably on his radio show. He thought she would say, "Oh, you," and then you know that would be the end of it. The singer also said security guard Greg Dent saw Mueller, quote, lift my skirt and grab her, but that it was impossible for anyone to see Mueller's hand beneath her skirt and her, on her buttock because <laughs> I love it when people use buttock in the singular <laughs> because they were posing for the photo with their backs to the wall. She said that someone would have to have been underneath her to see the actual groping, and I quote, and we didn't have anyone positioned there.
0: I'm surprised there wasn't a DJ
1: on the floor. <laughs> That's where they Mirrors are. Mirrors on his shoes. Bunch of perbs. <laughs> The overnight guy hung around for this. Mueller testified, my hand was uh, touching her skirt. Uh, I <laughs> Put my arm around her uh, and her arms got crossed. Uh, it's 20 past hand- the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic and weather together at the H coming up, uh, but my hand was at ribcage level. Uh, oh, and, okay, uh, and, now. And listen and to this. That's a hell
0: of a different story.
1: And apparently it went down. Uh, <laughs> apparently that? it went down what does that mean what, what you got the dead hand did your arm fall asleep is it because possessed apparently. is it possessed apparently my arm slipped down
0: apparently.
1: uh mueller is uh, so uh taylor swift said to uh the radio management hey one of you guys just grabbed my butt and i don't appreciate it they fired him so Mueller sued Swift and others on her team, claiming they cost him his job, seeking up to $3 million in damages. Swift countersued, alleging sexual assault, and is asking for a symbolic $1 judgment. Uh, Mueller's been boohooing to anybody who listened that, uh, I lost my job. I lost uh, my way to make a living. This has been very difficult on me and my family.
0: 150 k his lawyer said, he was making. So he's a pretty successful DJ.
1: That's right. He was doing well. Um... <laughs>
0: A uh, $150,000 a year job as a DJ is not a job you want to lose. Of course, don't grab 23-year-old's asses if you don't want to lose your job, don't you moron. Don't grab 50-year-old's asses. Well, anyway, so he hung on as she was walking away, she said. She was
1: trying to get away, and he,
2: and he's like, he got kept hol- hold. What? Oh, I got
1: hold of it. It's. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift was confident and assertive on the stand. Um, as, that's her all uh, act, confident and assertive That's right uh, da, da, da. What Mr. Mueller did was very intentional Ms. Swift said as she answered questions From uh, Gabriel McFarlane, Mueller's attorney Quote, I'm critical of your client For sticking his hand under my skirt And grabbing my ass, Swift said In response to a question that CNN Because they're SC, SC journalists Doesn't include Taylor Swift um,
0: used the word ass?
1: Yes Grabbing mm-hmm. my ass.
0: Well, she wears a thong and says ass. I do not like her.
1: I've been quoting her. I'm not letting them, my kids listen throughout. to her music. I have not characterized anything she said. These have all been quotes. Saucy talk, saucy clothes. She rejected Mueller's claim that their interaction was basic jostling for a photo, and she said she had no reaction to learning that Mueller had been fired over the incident after the lawyer brought it up. She said, I'm not going to allow you or your client to make me feel in any way this is is my fault, because it isn't. I am being blamed for the unfortunate events of his life that are a product of his decisions and not mine.
0: Yeah. That is pretty creepy. Yeah, um, and weird. If, if you just want to make, if your theory is he just wants to be able to tell the story, well, make it up. You're obviously a scumbag anyway. Claim you did, even if you didn't, so you don't end up getting arrested or losing your job or
1: something. You know, and you know it's odd. And I'm not. This is all unfortunate, but but the the lovely Mrs. Swift, Taylor Swift's mom, testified. Um. And she was just bawling. She said, I wanted to vomit and cry. And she was crying on the stand and the rest of it. Because some boorish idiot grabbed your daughter's butt? I don't don't get that. I mean, I'd punch him in the face, but I'm not going to weep and go to pieces if somebody grabs my daughter's butt. That's just, I don't know. Let's grow up, everybody.
0: Yeah, and I think it was a little beyond just a grab. Like, you generally think, you know, someone walks by just practically
1: a pinch. Yeah,
0: uh he grabbed and hung on for a while that's a that's 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 practically assaulting someone
1: it's 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 a crime uh, gabriel mcfarland mueller's attorney said the photo that uh perhaps you've seen it we can have a have it linked here at armstrong if you're utterly incapable of finding things <laughs> on the internet but now it makes it's one touch shopping if we have it you know where to look anyway um, he said the photo that everybody's discussing, in which his arm is clearly going for her hiney, did not show inappropriate underskirt touching that Swift has alleged. Quote If you look at that photo, his hand is not underneath her skirt. It's not ruffled, rumpled, affected in any form or fashion. That's right, because it's impossible that photo was taken just before he reached under, you rube. That's your defense?
0: So, is this, this sounds like it's just plain a, is, it's, is it a jury?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a jury trial, Is I think.
0: Is this just plain a you either believe her or you believe him situation? A he said, she said, as they call it?
1: Yeah, I believe Sounds so. like it. And I don't know if they're going
0: to... And mm-hmm. I, I, I've only seen pictures of him, and I'm I'm somewhat swayed by someone we know who worked with the guy who says he, he comes off as... The, he is the kind of guy who would do it, and he comes off as the kind... I'm thinking if he's on the stand and Taylor Swift's on the stand, the jury's going to look at him and look at her and buy, buy her story.
1: Right. That'd be my guess. I mean, especially after the uh, lawyer says, how do you feel about the fact that this man was fired from his job? She said, I don't feel anything. It was entirely as a result of his actions. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. Um, and uh,
0: good for her for not doing, you know, I think her mom's probably being um, sincere. But oh, uh, yeah. but she could have done the starlet cry, act like her life's ruined routine. You can picture a lot of starlets doing that, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Fake, the fake tears like they do at the Oscars and the Grammys. Right. Sure. And sure. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you stop crying immediately when you're done?
1: Yeah, see, I, I've...
0: So good for her for just sounding professional and... Uh,
1: well, and, and here's the philosophical way to look at her approach to it, and as opposed to, say, moms or whatever. Don't give an a-hole like that, that much power over you. Don't, don't. I think, you know what? Taylor Swift ought to get the dollar and... Is her dad on the scene, or is uh, old man Jonathan Swift? Stern. Swift. That's right. Uh, uh, is he around? He ought to get to punch the guy in the face. That's what Judge <laughs> Joe would rule. I want $1, and they could
0: get to punch him in the face. It's no wonder your Judge TV show
1: never got picked up. <laughs> That's yeah. you. I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> the, yeah. There was too much face punching, and the, the network couldn't afford the insurance anymore.
0: The bailiff has to hold the guy's arms, and you punch him in the face.
1: Judge Joe Getty. Boy, I would so take that job. It'd be a good show, too. It would be a good judge show. If you
0: like public hangings.
1: (laughs) I'm not sure we could get a... People got to sign a form when they show up. I agree to abide by Judge Joe Getty's rulings, (laughs) up to and including a public hanging. What's our budget for a guillotine?
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. I need a budget. So, this goes through... Is there any more? I mean... you got her side of the story I gotta assume that's more or less done the the jury deliberates for like five minutes and
1: that's that that's for autographed CDs and uh, yeah and sends her home with a dollar and Sends old punk ass home with nothing. I'm guessing he doesn't get
0: hired again either, what I know about the radio business currently. Nobody wants somebody that's even possibly going to get him in this kind of trouble. Available for weddings. uh. (laughs) Exactly. starting his own podcast. uh. Uh, He will get a job as a strip club DJ, though. They want him. (laughs) He'll be the guy playing the... That's a really good hire. That's a good idea. Gentlemen, put your hands together. Here's Kendi. Somebody scream.
1: Alexis, stand by
0: second stage. Stand by second stage.
1: <laughs> you
0: can do the candy when I allegedly
1: did the Taylor. Wow. <laughs> the fabulous Mercedes bends over. Give it up,
0: God! What a dumb thing to do and uncool. God, what is wrong with people? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Old Eric Bowling is uh, taking steps towards suing for $50 million whoever
1: first broke the story about him sending sexual explicit texts to female colleagues. Won't that case just be over as soon as the female colleagues say, yeah, he was always sending, like, allegedly funny penis pictures to us? I mean, you can't, well... On the other hand, if it is character assassination, if it's not true... Yeah. Huh. We'll I mean, I, I could see Fox being in full panic mode and oh, yeah. suspending him just out of an excess of caution, and even though there's nothing to it.
0: And speaking of seeming like that kind of guy, <laughs> he just, I don't know him, but he just... Oh, yeah. Uh, turn the music off! Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. That's the news music we usually use for Marshall Phillips, and he, he deserves it. We don't. And he's not here. Marshall will hopefully be back tomorrow. A couple of uh, texts we got, the text line, which are about some of the news stories we were just talking about. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The DJ also took advantage of Taylor Swift's youthfulness. A lot of young girls wouldn't say anything, even if grabbed, due to embarrassment. Right. And the DJ probably counted on that fact. Oh, yeah, if you're not, you know, if you're not Taylor Swift, who, who obviously has to be fairly assertive to have created the business empire she has, mm-hmm. you probably just wouldn't say
1: anything. Well, even she was so shocked into silence, she didn't tell anybody for like 15 minutes, she said. Yeah.
0: If you're a kind of nobody star just coming through town, maybe he does that all the time. Right. You're trying to hope to have a hit on the radio, you wouldn't want to cause the problems. You almost certainly wouldn't say anything if he did that. Yeah. He, yeah, he's probably done that for years. Taylor Swift's just the first person to ever call him on it.
1: Uh, well, did, and he sued her for getting him fired.
0: Did you know that Taylor Swift won't show her belly button? I did not know that. She says she wants to keep something for herself and her boyfriend or husband. Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: There are other things you can keep, you know, for your...
0: Maybe it's horrific. Maybe it's just hard to look at. Okay. Something went wrong. I doubt it. She's lovely. Poorly tied nut. Um, I'm listening to your segment on labor, unemployment, and people willing to move as I'm driving my truck to move to Texas. Wow. Scott, formerly of Chico, California, and now Fort Worth, Texas. It's a long move, leaving all your family, friends behind and everything, and uh, it ain't easy to do, but it's uh, it's can really help your career, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, ain't easy, difficult, hard, really hard. I mean, that's just that's just what you have to do if you want to be successful. Uh, can I? I want to share a tweet with you if I can find it.
0: Is it related to this or not? Because I got another one related to this topic. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I work in a field where people talk with me when they're trying to look for work, and as a component, I review their finances and credit report. I see a lot of people with a lot of debt looking for a job. They have lots of things, but the one thing they don't have is any savings. Any is capitalized, yeah. let alone first and last month rent. Right. rent. Nobody wants to be hard on themselves anymore. Everyone is too soft, and if so they, they can't move. There you go.
1: Consumerism run wild. And then on the topic of if you drink five drinks in one day, you're a high-risk drinker? Friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Scott, writes, if five drinks in one day once a week is high risk, then I'm in the super-duper mega-turbo extra-amazing fantastica-rooney category.
0: Well, this, this, this to me, this is a—every uh, day we have so many examples. Mainstream media, almost everybody's mentioning it briefly. Right. One out of eight Americans has been diagnosed with alcoholism. Somebody please tell me what that means. Do, do doctors diagnose that? That's news to me. I've never heard of that. Um, so you'd, you'd have to inform me on that. Well, and it's like,
1: what's diagnosed with alcoholism means? Well, right. You got to start there. And then the next step is yeah. And diagnoses of AIDS skyrocketed in the eighties because they started diagnosing AIDS. Have they
0: started diagnosing alcoholism? And I've never even heard that phrase. Me neither. Who does that? And with what criteria (laughs) and for what purpose based on what science
1: is, is it insurance companies so they can drop you? Or is it people getting a quote-unquote diagnosis of alcoholism so that they can't be fired? There's surely an interesting story behind it, but the effing crappy media, I'm sorry, I really really learned to express myself more eloquently. How are people so dumb? (laughs) You know, part of it's dumb, part of it's short-staffed. That's true. They're just in a hurry. The seasoned journalists have been laid off in favor of kids who work for nothing because of the changing face of media. The budgets are just really, really tight. So that's part of it, but... How can you report that and not think, no, that seems extraordinary. Diagnosed
0: with alcoholism, what does that mean? Is there right. such thing as a diagnosis? Right. Not to my knowledge.
1: Right. Well, I guess they assume there is, but I guarantee you there is a really interesting Freakonomics reality behind that statistic. You might I don't be know what it right is.
0: because we, we know some business owners who tried to fire somebody and then found out they had to pay unemployment. He awful employee. Yeah. They had to pay unemployment because he was... I'm guessing, diagnosed with alcoholism by somebody? Who mm-hmm. did, so maybe that's it. Maybe there's some sort of, if you say that, you get some sort of benefits. Well, so, and then that would just be the beast reacting to its environment. Well, Certain people have figured out a way to get money by, by claiming that.
1: In one of the great and uh, understudied spasms of evil in the United States in recent memory, uh, school districts rushed to diagnose millions of little boys with uh, attention deficit disorder, one of the uh, allied things, because if they got a diagnosis and drugged the kid up, uh, number one, so we'd stop acting like God made little boys, um, they would also get extra federal money for dealing with a kid with a special condition. So the schools went wild over, well, pushing people to diagnose, overdiagnose kids with ADHD. It's absolutely horrible. So I wonder if this is something similar. Well, I guarantee you it's something similar. I just don't know what. Yeah. I wish I had the time and/or oh, energy to look geez, into it. We're way late. We are um, late. But there's always time, Jack, for the truth. I'm Joe Getty. I'm. No, you're not. I am. <laughs> I'm Joe Getty. Yeah, that's there's, his line. There's always time for the truth.
0: Uh, the Peter Yod is coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Two Boston University students recently launched a sushi restaurant inside their dorm room,
1: while every other student's dorm room just smells like they did.
0: God, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's awful. Uh, Speaking of food, this uh, I think somebody mentioned it the other day, the new $200 salt shaker. It's a smalt. Smart salt shaker. Oh, finally! Uh, that with your app, you can program Tied it to into the internet. Yes, you can yeah. program it to put out exactly the amount of salt that you want, whether it's a pinch, a shake, or a pour. It also plays music.
1: So there you go. You need uh, that sort of thing. If you have that, it's pouring out exactly the right uh, amount of pretension as well.
0: Guess who's showing their new beach bod in Vogue magazine this month? That's right, transsexual marine. Oh. Chelsea Manning. Oh my! Was she Marine? Oh boy! Whatever she was, I think she was army. Whichever he was army, he was army. And she, she was army. Anyway, showing off her beach pod. Want to see? No. And she looks no! pretty good.
1: She or looks here.
0: She looks. I'm good. not looking. Why, Joe actually looked away. He actually refuses I'm to look. I'm closing my
1: left eye so I won't see it. Huh?
0: I'll be darned. She looks pretty good. Has not ruled out a political career. <laughs> oh, good. Super. Let's hear your guest announcer for the day. You want to hear the guest announcer, yeah. don't you? Yes,
1: please. Okay, here's,
0: here's. All right. Final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. There you go. That was a sultry simplicity. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Uh, let's see. Uh, positive Sean, what's your final thought? Looking forward to Marshall. We joined in the team yesterday. It's always uh, it's always fun to get everybody back together. Misty Marsh, can't wait to see you.
1: Yes. You two Dayton
0: or what? <laughs> Wow! Why would you refuse to look at our pictures too? <laughs> Michelangelo, what is your final thought? I just looked up on the website. What's the opposite of my job? So I'm a board operator, and so it said I should be a shoehorn shoe repairman. <laughs> Vincent, what is your final thought? Bad name of the day goes to Joseph Getty for the 11 year old coffee drinkers. And bon Mo of the day also goes to Joe Getty. Very impressive here. For I lost
1: three of my limbs in a thresher accident. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what is your? Oh, I'm sorry, Marshall. What is your final thought? I'm more excited than I've been since I reported on World War One. What? I'm coming back to work wow. tomorrow. No, rule nineteen. Keep going,
2: Joe. This is funny. Rule nineteen. Rule nineteen.
0: Rule
1: 19. Impugning.
0: Why, with without them even being here, which is the
1: worst. That's more fun that way. Or the best. Jack, uh, what? Are you, oh, I'm. Sorry. Yeah, right. Jack, what's your final thought?
0: I mentioned the other day my kids built a house outside. They said they were moving out, so they got a bunch of cardboard and wood and stuff like that, and took all their stuff out there. <laughs> They said, this is where we're living from now on. They wrote the year 2017 in the st- sand. Well, anyway, so yesterday I got an architect there to look at an addition to our house. And on the way outside, I said, what do you need to do to bring this thing up to code? My kid's uh, house, they go to things. I said, I'm not sure really it's up to uh, much of a windy day. So
1: <laughs> a lot needs to be done. Of course, it can collapse on their heads and it wouldn't even hurt. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. My final thought, I, had to, I was going to, that seems so
0: serious. Would you like to make anybody else feel bad that works here? Yeah, I like would. you did I just, with Marshall. I'm, I'm afraid I don't or have the time. You want
1: to wait till we leave the room. That would be better. North Korea has 5,000 tons of chemical weapons. Oh wow. Some of which a droplet will paralyze you or kill you. Pointed at South Korea, never mind the nukes. Hey, by the way, is he a
0: rational actor? He murdered his brother in public a couple of months ago. Urf. Remember that? Uh God bless America and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
0: <laughs> and the show's over.
1: What? Bye-bye. Oh, the rain.
2: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.